Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. What do you got, Linz? Well, Dairy Queen is celebrating its annual free cone day to mark the first day of spring. Oh, you got me a Dairy Queen. When is this? Uh, The chain will be offering one small vanilla ice cream cone per person to anyone who shows up in store on Monday, March 20th, while supplies last. Because, of course, you know, that's the first day of spring. So Mm -hmm. anyone looking to celebrate with free cone day can head to DairyQueen.com or download the DQ mobile app to find the closest Dairy Queen. Not a lot of Dairy Queens near me. I'm going to say, I don't know of any Dairy Queens. I can't think of the I mean, there's I some. Don't get me I wrong. I looked it up because Cappy... There's one in Burbank. Yeah, Cappy mentioned it, and so I was just like, okay, where's the closest Dairy Queen? There's one in Huntington Beach. There's one in Burbank. There's... Yeah, uh, like uh, on the like east side of town, there's a bunch of Dairy Queens, right, Laura? Like Cerritos and a bunch of that, those yeah. spots out there. There's one in uh, West yeah, Covina. Th- yeah, there's one in Arcadia. You know, like they're, they're, they're like... They're, they're not... I would say there's not very many west of the 605. Remember when we were kids and Dairy Queen also had another name for itself? Orange it was, Julius. No, no, Orange Julius, different deal. Oh, okay, yeah. But Dairy Queen Brazier. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't remember that. Z-I-E-R. I never knew what that really meant. Those were the ones, so I worked at Dairy Queen for a hot minute when I was like 15. Yeah. I only lasted a couple days because I was just not feeling it. And it was the Brazier ones were the ones that had like the grill. Was that the one where they'd have a burger? Yeah, they had like a burger. Oh yeah, they had like burgers and some of them. Hot dog yeah. and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Food so, items. Yeah, yeah, any of them yeah. that had like the actual food, they were the brazier. See, yeah. see, I liked it when the old school Dairy Queens were just like ice cream shops, and they weren't even ice cream shops. Like it was like soft ice cream, you know. Um, so you would get that vanilla cone, and then Lindsay, since you worked there, maybe you know this, they would dip it in like this red, like candy coating. Yeah, they, they still take, have that. Yeah, they take the cone, they dip it in this red, like, cherry, strawberry, and then they, they pull it out, and then it gets hard in, like, a second. And then it's kind of got, like, a crunchy candy thing happening on the outside of the cone. Yeah. Mm. Um, it, apparently, I've been told that there's one in Northridge, too. So, shout oh, really? out to the Valley. I never had a burger from Dairy Queen. Me neither. I wouldn't have a burger at Dairy Queen. They're Me not neither. bad. No. I mean, it's been no. years, but you no. know what was actually really good there is they had, like, no. spicy chicken strips, and those were I mean, really that's good. hard to screw up, because just fried... Yeah. You just yeah. fry chicken. You know but what I mean? But your like, point, though, it's about pretty hard to have, mess that up. Right, but you don't have a burger from a Dairy Queen, per I agree. se. Yeah. But yet, I want to tell you that um, I stopped at a Del Taco recently. Yeah. And my son ordered the double cheeseburger from oh, Del no, Taco. Oh, no, but Del Taco, like, is fast food, right? They yeah. have good fast food burgers. Yeah, but it's like if you went to Taco Bell and they all of a sudden had a burger, you'd be like, I'm not going to get They got fries now Bell. at Taco Bell. I didn't know. I haven't really? been to Taco Bell in forever. Yeah. So I actually tried the Del Taco fries. Not bad. A little salty for me, but not bad. Yeah, yeah they're not as great as everybody says. Yeah, but, they're not. But, but everybody tells me the burger at Del Taco is fire, and I'm like, how could that be? Well, I recently got um, Domino's, and they have tots now. They have, like, loaded tots. I did see that. It's on their commercial. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen the commercials. They look I, uh, like a nah, heart attack. I'm good. Although Domino's is much better than it was just a few years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Domino's, um, the thin crust pizza is so good. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. But the, um, yeah, I'm not doing tots. Like, I don't even like to do wings from like Domino's or Pizza Hut or any of those Pizza places. Hut actually has pretty good wings, I think. Yeah. 
I was in a restaurant today, and there were these girls sitting at the next table. Yeah. And they were eating like this massive plate of like fish and chips. You know? Do you like and fish it, and chips? Um, I mean, I, I, I don't really ever order fish and chips. Whoa. But like Rachel likes it because she's got like a whole British thing happening in her life, and so she kind of got me onto it. And it's good. But in the middle of the day, like this massive plate of fried fish and French fries, I was like, ugh. I have to go run a marathon if I ate that right now. Yeah. That and take cholesterol medication. Yeah. Um, trying to think. Uh, so I got a tweet here in the Sedano Cap Circle of Trust. J-Mart tweets us. It says, DQ chicken strips are the best, like above all other chicken strips. Oh, wow. That's high praise. Yeah. Um, so better than Raising Cane's? Isn't that supposed to be like the oh, thing? Oh, that place is not good. I mean, not good. the line is out the, the out the street. So is for other restaurants that ain't good? Just okay. Saying. Just saying, just saying. Just say saying. What, I'm, I'll tell you this. I'm new to Del Taco, and I think Del Taco- You're new to it? Like, yeah. like you've never had it before? Like it, it, Maybe like the like two or three months ago. Like, you know, it happened the first time I ever had Del Taco was yeah. last year at the softball game because yeah. somebody brought like a box of Del Taco, and it was great. Now, like if I try and clean them up a little bit, you know, just grilled chicken, lettuce, tomato, good. Yeah. You can clean it up. Um. Somebody else in the Sedano Cap Circle of Trust, uh, Rich A, says, do y'all remember Swenson's ice cream parlors? Yeah. I do, but I don't think they exist anymore. No, but Swenson's ice cream parlors were more like like a diner-ish, yes. kind of like a Denny's yes. on one side and Correct. an ice cream store on the Correct. other side. Correct. That's exactly what it was like. Yes, mm-hmm. a Denny's and like a, and, and an ice cream parlor. Yeah, for sure. usually get done with the movies on Friday night and then go hit the Swenson's. Yeah, Swenson's was good. Um, but yeah, they don't exist anywhere. They're, out, they're completely out of business. So. They are, huh? Yeah. There's yeah, Swenson's yeah. in Ohio, but it's probably not the same thing. Probably not. Is it an ice cream parlor? It's ice cream and and, and like burgers and stuff. It's like a drive-in place. Oh, no, really? not a drive-in. Okay. This is a sit-down. Yeah, Anybody like... ever have a Der Wiener Schnitzel? Nope. No, you mean like Wiener Schnitzel, like the the fast food place? Yeah, like Der Wiener Schnitzel. I have not. My 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 kids like it, but not for me. Oh me, I've never even had one. Yeah. I mean, my one kid will eat anything, so there's that. You know? Yeah, well, that guy, that kid is four years old, and he's six foot four, two 285 pounds. He's the next Tony Baselli, that kid. Right. So, you know, anyway. Beast. That is what you need to know, brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. The Dairy Queen part, not that my kid is the next Tony Baselli. So, oh, yeah. no, he's a beast, that kid. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Durant, also a beast, and according to Adrian Wojnarowski, mm. will be reevaluated in two to three weeks. So out at least two to three weeks at the moment. And now this, how does this change the West? Well, here's the thing. I'll tell you how it changes the West. I thought the Phoenix Suns were going to catch the Sacramento Kings because they only trailed them by two games with whatever it was, 16, 17 games to go. Now I don't know if that's going to be the case, to be frank with you. And Vegas, I just looked this up right now, Mm -hmm. has the Kings as the Pacific Division winners, the favorite to win the division, which is where the Phoenix Suns and the Lakers and the Clippers and all of them are. So that means that they believe the Kings will still finish ahead of them at the moment. I'm going to tell you guys, because this whole Kevin Durant thing happened while we were on the air yesterday. Yeah, it's crazy. And I watched the video while we were on the air. Like as a Bruder film. And then I watched it about 4,000 times thereafter. Yeah. I will tell you that I'm sitting here watching it on a computer or on a phone, so I can't tell you a thousand percent, but I don't think that there was like some puddle of water. No, 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 not a puddle of water. Um, What they're saying is there was some sort of like sweat on the ground that made him slip. Well, okay, listen. That's what the reporters were saying there. I'm not there, so I don't know. nor, Nor am I, nor am I. I'm just watching it, like I said, computer, phone. 
I don't think that's what happened. I mean, I listen. Sometimes you, you really just want step to make wrong. a big deal out of this, Cappy, don't it's you? Not, it's it's not about like the 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 moisture on the floor. It, it's just about look. The guy took a wrong step. He twisted his ankle really badly, and he really seriously got hurt. And it, I'll kind of call it more of like a freak accident. But I don't think that it's because of some foreign object or sweat. It just was a weird play that happened that was, I mean, there's nobody around him. It's not like anybody stepped on him. It's not like he's in the middle of a game like LeBron where LeBron goes up and comes down and twists his ankle. I mean, this was just by himself in the pregame. Total freak accident. But, you know, you get older and um, and you and you become injury prone and weird things like this kind of happen. So you're saying you're speaking from experience? I mean, listen, I was pitching a softball to some kid using an illegal bat and 250-mile-an-hour velocity, whatever it's called. Exit velocity. That, too. Smashed me right off the shin. And the next thing you know, I'm hurt. Hey, yeah. listen, George, I'm trying to stay healthy for the for the pickleball yeah. March 18th. Yeah. I, I What's today? Today's the end. I got 10 days to make it healthy. I felt good out there today. Yeah, you feel good? I did. I felt good. good. I'm glad you did. Lindsay, did I feel good? Did I yeah, look good? you looked great. How Lindsay look? How Lindsay look good? She look great. Lindsay's working on it. Yeah, it's her first time out there, basically. Mm-hmm. And she says she's getting some lessons this weekend. There you go. Well, from listen, Big Brother. This is what little we were talking brother. about though. Yes, oh, little brother. Sorry. It, it is just ironic that we were having this conversation yesterday. Yeah. Why is it that everybody looks at Anthony Davis and they have this this tonality around him, which is, yeah, he's playing great. Nice to see it. Some people even call him a cheat code. But you know what? He's going to get hurt sometime soon. He's going to be sitting on the bench yet again. Barkley's going to call him street clothes. I mean, it's almost like people are rooting for it because they expect it. I said the same thing yesterday about Kevin Durant. Like, why don't people look at Kevin Durant as injury prone the same way they look at AD? Why don't they look like, like that at KD? And then just like that yesterday afternoon, my man gets hurt. Katie is also five years older than Anthony Davis, and Anthony Davis has been getting hurt since like his second season. And Katie, it's 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 more recent. Well, Anthony Davis has never played more than seventy five games in his career, mm-hmm. and Kevin Durant has played the full season once, twice. Well, he missed. He played eighty one, eighty one. Um, seventy eight. Season, whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm but saying. What like, year, he, what year did he so hurt what, his Achilles? What year was that? Uh, that was nineteen. Okay, so since then, he, the so, finals, remember? Okay, so do this since 2019. Yeah. Until where we are today, yeah. give us the give us the number. Well, of he games didn't play at all in 1920 because it happened in the finals. So. Right. So he left. He left Golden State. He went to Brooklyn. Right. He was he was signed to a big money deal, even though he was coming off a major injury, and everybody knew that he wasn't going to play that entire year. So he misses 19. Right. Keep going. Right. Um, and that was COVID anyway. Right. Uh, 20 was COVID. Yeah, 1920. Yeah, no, the 1920 season right. though. All yeah, right, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Keep going. That right, was COVID. So in the next year, we had a short, we had a weird restart, right? So that year, AD played four more games than him, but AD was not coming off an Achilles tear. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, The following year after that, Kevin Durant played 55 games. Anthony Davis played 40. Okay. Okay. Um, the fo- and again, so those that first year for sure, he was being managed in a way where they didn't want him. I mean, he didn't come back till past the halfway mark of the season. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so like he was like almost gone. For, it was like fifteen or sixteen months or something like that, mm-hmm. um, or something like that. So, 
Let me see. No, it couldn't have been that. It was whatever. But anyway, he was being managed the first year. I do remember that. So 55. And then this year, he has played... 44. 44 games. And AD has played 39. Okay. Well, I mean, but that, But I would say the catastrophic injury to the Achilles probably is a big reason why that's the case. I, I understand. All, all I'm saying is... Is that, but prior to that, yeah. Kevin Durant was a pretty healthy dude. I mean, he had one season where he got hurt in Oklahoma City, where he only played 27. He got the knee injury there. But even after that, like he was playing 72, 78, uh, 68. Oh, there's Golden State. Um, so, like I mentioned, 81. Like He's playing a lot of games. I'm going to just say this, and maybe I'm alone in this opinion, but I'm not crying for Kevin Durant or the Phoenix Suns. You know, they went out, they made this massive trade, once they made the trade, everybody said, okay, all of a sudden, now the Phoenix Suns are the favorites because they've got Kevin Durant. And he, what did you say, George? He can fit in on any team. He's that sort of versatile guy. You know, he can play amongst any guys, any style, et cetera. And all I'm thinking to myself is that's if he can stay healthy, which now he has proven in a very freak accident he cannot. So I'm not crying for the Phoenix Suns. Um, in fact, if anything, I'm thinking to myself, if I'm the Lakers, Hey, listen, tough. It happens. Just like we don't have LeBron right now, they're not going to have KD, and we're going to play him, and that gives us a better chance to win. All right, well, let's take a look at the state of the West. Also, Matthew Stafford, speaking of injuries, uh, tons of rumors swirling about him. We'll get to that coming up. Stick around. We're back in a minute and a half. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, man. Gone too soon. Up in the limousine. About 24 years old. Pretty amazing to be as impactful as he was at only such a young age. And all these years after the fact, we're all still, I mean, listening to the music. and Well, the music lasts forever, man. Yeah, I mean, he's as big a, like, uh, brand, if you will, all these years afterwards. And to, to be so impactful at 24 years old, you know? Pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, the the world is being taken over by kids, George. You realize that, right? What do you mean? I mean, like, Luca's 24. Yeah. You know, the stars of the games are young. The general managers are general managers at 30. The coaches are coaches at 30. I mean, you know, they always say uh, youth is wasted on the young. Yeah. Because you don't have the experience. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. We should be like Benjamin Button, you know, and go reverse. Go backwards, huh? Yeah. That was always a, that was a weird movie. <laughs> Benjamin Button. <laughs> Why? Because she fell in love with someone who became a child, basically. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was weird. Like, by the end of the movie, he's like a baby. <laughs> you know, it was just a weird movie. I only saw it once. It was, that was enough. I've never seen it. Never oh really my appealed God. to me. It's one of those movies that you don't want to see twice. I'll tell you that right I now. I mean, he starts off as, as, like, this old guy. Yeah, and then it's like, he's like this kid. He's like a baby old man, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, put it this way: I'd rather see the Fablemans a second time than see Benjamin Button a second Benjamin time. Benjamin Button is one of those one-time movies. Yes, yeah, you agree. don't need to see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my goodness, horrible. Yeah, there's a, there's a number of movies like that. You know, movies that you only need to see once. Yeah, yeah. I would say that there are there are a, a there are a few movies that I would say that that are in that particular category. Um, I'm trying to think. There's one specific. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Jared Leto was in the movie. Um, gosh, what movie was that? It was a long time ago. It's a super graphic movie about drugs. Um, God, what was it? Not Dallas Buyers Club, because that's on. where people are going to go. Come on. Um, Come on, you can get there. God, what is Come on, do you, you know can it, do Cappy? it. No, I have no idea. Oh. Requiem for a Dream. Yes, oh, yeah, that, that's of a, course. Yeah, yeah, yes, that's, oh. that's what I was going to say. Requiem no, for I have a dream. no idea. Yes. No. Listen, you want to watch, that movie is... What's the best word to describe it? Disturbing? Disturbing. Yeah. Yes. That yeah. is a perfect phrase for I that I feel movie. like it's similar to Basketball Diaries. I think it's worse. We, worse. Yeah, worse for sure. Yeah. But it's similar as in like, I saw that when I was young and I was like, oh no, this is like what growing up is like, no thanks. Yeah, yeah. Disturbing. Requiem for a Dream, Cappy. See, for two, two movies for me that yeah. are disturbing that I saw once, I'll never see again. Mm. And I've seen these movies show up on like HBO yeah. or you know other things like that. And I'm like, who would ever watch this at home? Uh, Schindler's List yeah. and Passion of the Christ. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't watch Passion I of mean, the Christ dude, either. Yeah. When, when that movie hit the theaters- Those are one-time movies, right. yes, I when, would agree. When Passion, yeah. when Passion hit the theaters, I was like, I, I guess I got to go see it because everybody's talking about it. I went and saw it. I had like this physical- like, I was like sick for hours after the movie. Like yeah. I'm like, I don't need to see that ever again. Yeah. Laura actually brought up one in my ear. Go ahead, Laura. The Joker. The new Joker movie so with good, uh, Joaquin Phoenix is a one timer. Yeah. I really? won't it's very disturbing too. It's great yeah. movie, but it's so disturbing. It's a little like intense. So yeah. I, I was like, Yeah, that's a one timer. I and I could have watched it a million times over when it's been on cable. I've been it's uh -huh. been on the guide and I'm like, nah, one was one time was enough. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Not and again, it's a really good movie. But no, nah, more than one. By the way, uh, Crypto Ray. Yeah, what's his deal? Uh, has tweeted. Well, you know, in he's, he's, he's doing a lot of bragging, Crypto Ray. Yeah, him and Casper. About, about him and Casper, you know, you win the, the pickleball tournament. Yeah. That ain't happening. I mean, look at you turning on Casper. All well, no, no, no. Casper looks like an athlete. But uh, Crypto, tch. Well, he's kind of questioning you, too. He said, are we sure Cappy's really on a diet when you're talking about Del Taco? Yeah, that's true. But I cleaned him up. Mm. I cleaned him up, Crypto. Okay. Yeah. It's a fair question, though. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Cappy. Yeah. There's one more thing I wanted to mention about the West. Okay. Have you noticed that Kawhi Leonard is starting to play really good basketball? Well, he's starting to play more often, like right. I mean, like he's in, he's in a pattern now. You yeah. know, I, so I was mm -hmm. watching last night, and you know, I think he had twenty four. Paul George had twenty three. I mean, if those two guys are hot at the same time, plus Kawhi seems very confident. Yeah, you know, I was listening to a lot of what he had to say after the game last night. He's he's feeling it right now, and so yeah, I mean, I think that um, Kawhi. We talk about KD's health or yeah. 80's in, health. In the last 28 games, he's played 23 of the last 28, to your point. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's like, you know, earlier in the season, I mean, he's the poster child. Like, if you look up load management, he's the, it's his picture next to it. Yeah. All of a sudden, in the latter part of the season, he's playing more often, and he looks like he's worked himself back yeah. into, like... Being not, Kawhi Leonard. Right. That yeah. was a better way of saying it. It's not yeah. like he's worked his way back into shape. Or he's just worked his way back into who he was. Yeah. 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 It's pretty interesting that he's he's starting to get there. Uh, I am curious to see what, if it's too late, 
for that team. They, you know, they still have 14 games before the season's over. But I, I am curious. They are a team that you could tell me they're out in the play-in or they're in the finals, and I would believe it. They have yeah. the large, longest range of any team on in, in the tournament, in my opinion. George, I remember when Kawhi Leonard's in college, right? He's a sophomore. Um, he's having this great year. But it's not like he's this totally dominant guy. It's not like he's, you know, like carrying Dude, everybody. he was traded for George Hill. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't – he was not – like this monster superstar yeah. of college basketball. No, he was good, but yeah. He was good. Yeah. But but I rem- and by the way, he didn't play above the rim while in college. I mean, the way he dunks the ball now and plays above the rim, he didn't yeah. play like that when he was a younger kid. Right. I remember one night, I'm at one of his college basketball games, and I was introduced by a guy to wh- whoever the general manager of the Warriors was. This is way back when. So call Gary St. Jean? Yeah, maybe like 2011-ish, somewhere in that was neighborhood. It, was it Gary St. Jean? I, I really don't know. Oh. Because the person who introduced me to him was like, hey, this guy's the general manager of the Warriors, and I didn't know who he was at the time. Right. And um, and so we start chatting, he and I. Let's assume it's Gary St. Jean. I say, what do you, what do you make of this Kawhi Leonard? I go, because I don't – is he really a star in the NBA like everybody's talking about? He's like, uh, no. Like, he'll make a team, and he'll be on somebody's roster, but that's kind of it. And, I mean, Kawhi Leonard – to see the star that he has become uh, and the star, I mean, the resume that he already has. But to your point, he's worked his way back. And for everybody that complains about, you know, players not playing enough, there was a game plan as to when to play him. And playing him in the early part of the season, why take that risk? I mean, you need him now. Got to hope that guy stays healthy. Yeah. Um, yeah, he is. Um... He's looking really good. So it's a it's scary scary process, scary sight there if you are uh, if you don't like the Clippers, but if you like the Clippers that's good. But Stafford. Yeah. This so is interesting. We this talk, is becoming interesting. We talked to Kirk Morrison yesterday and mm-hmm. he told us what we talked about. Remember I told you that um Jay Glazer went on the the Levitard show and we played the audio back then where Glaze said, "Hey man, he was playing through his arm injury still. Like he was not healthy the entire season, this was a bad idea, and then the offensive line was a disaster, yada, yada, yada. And Kirk, without knowing that, said the same story, independent of that. And, you know, this, the rumors are still out there about potential retirement. It, now, you have said that if he retires, a good thing for the Rams. Yes, in theory, but if he retires by a time all the quarterbacks are gone, it's not good for the Rams this season. No, no, no. But but that's why all this talk out there, you know, Stafford has kind of flown under the radar, right? Because everybody's talking about Lamar. People are talking about Aaron Rodgers. Prior to that, they were talking about Derek Carr. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo's name is out there. No one is really talking about Matthew Stafford. But if I were the Rams and I'm trying to move Jalen Ramsey and I'm trying to move Allen Robinson – and I'm trying to move all these guys because, let's face it, you know, if you're the Rams, you can be confident that you can just reload. But the reality of the situation is when you start to see what the Rams are doing or at least what the rumors are, that doesn't sound like a reload. That sounds like a rebuild. Mm-hmm. If I were the Rams and I could move Matthew Stafford because he's not retiring, which I thought he should have done. But, I mean, listen, when you say should have. Like, if, if Matthew or his wife is listening to who are you to tell him to retire? All I'm saying is, guy's accomplished everything he needs to accomplish, and the guy is injury-prone. And neck and head, that's all serious stuff. If I were the Rams, I would do everything I could 
to move on from Matthew Stafford. Well, Les Need, for what it's worth, has said that they're definitely going to rely on Matthew. He's one of our pillars. He's definitely mm-hmm. someone we're going to rely on as we remodel this. Okay, well. In response uh, to the, some, those rumors that are out there. Yeah, the rumors that are out there are, yeah, the Rams are, you know, they've got him available and he's on the block and, you know, anybody who wants him can, can come get him. But, I mean, if I'm another NFL team, Matthew Stafford, to me, is less attractive today, way less attractive than he was when the Rams got him from Detroit. Because yeah, he's, yes. he, he's won, he's got a big fat contract. And he's more, he's and he's more hurt. hurt. He's yeah. more hurt than he was. Even, and, and, and that's saying a lot because he was hurt plenty when he was in Detroit. And I'll say this, the Rams, I mean, listen, you got to really, really look at what they did last year, or maybe it's what they didn't do. And I, I blame the organization, and I blame the player himself. He showed up at Camp Hurt. It was a story early in camp. Everybody tried to make it seem like it wasn't and a big deal. And everybody like downplayed it. Right, yeah. and yeah. turned out to be a really big deal, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, it absolutely did. Um, yep. real, real quick, Cappy, speaking of big deal, we have a Yamaha, Yamaha Thursday takeover coming up soon. Before right. we get to Radio Tinder, tell them about that. All right, listen, if you have been to Yamava recently, because George and I did a broadcast out there, we've had plenty of parties during the playoffs, you know that the 909 Sports Bar is like the greatest sports bar on the planet, and we're about to have a tournament tip-off watch party, but we're taking over Yamava Resort and Casino. We're broadcasting starting at 10 in the morning. We're going all the way till 7 o'clock, and this happens one week from today on March 16th. So come hang out, press the flesh, the entire mishbucha is in the house. Wall-to-wall LED screens, 150-plus 32 different craft beers. Most of them are all local breweries. Perfect place to watch all the college basketball action. We've got great prizes, autographed memorabilia. We're going to have a great day. So I know a lot of people for the tournament, especially on day one, like to take the day off and watch all the games. Come on out to Yamava and hang out with the entire 710 crew. You must be 21. We want you to gamble responsibly, but we'll see you guys next Thursday all day long at Yamava. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Thanks, Christopher. Real quick, this movie, terrifying. Yes. I, again, one of those I only saw once. Yeah, that was one of those movies you're like, okay, saw it, good. Yep, I, I can move on now. Right. I feel like I don't I don't remember. Like, I remember I loved oh, horror I was movies a kid. when I was younger. I was yeah. a kid when I saw this movie. When I was like a preteen, like, you know, 12, like 13-ish, me and like my, my siblings and my neighbors, that's when we started getting into horror movies. Yeah. And I feel like this was one where it was just like, Nah, nah, it just didn't do a whole lot for me. Yeah, and then they had the remake in 2020, obviously. Yeah, that one wasn't very really? good, I don't though. remember that. Yeah, yeah they had a remake. But the the Horror one in 84, movies. I remember watching like when I was a kid in the 90s. I saw it like 
much later, but in like the early I don't 90s, really late like 80s. Horror movies. I'm not oh, really I into love them. Oh, no. I used That's to love like Freddy Krueger. Like, I yeah. loved, well, I could watch A Nightmare on Elm Street a million times. You know what my favorite is? It. Which one? The old school no, one on TV. I didn't like the oh the one on like yeah. it would run on like ABC. Yeah, it's not the new one. No, yeah. no, 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 that's not for me. I I didn't care for the clown. Um, Tim Curry was amazing in that movie. I'm sure, but not for me. Uh, I was into more. Freddy for sure was my one seed. Um, How about Jason? Friday the 13th. Jason was like a two seed. You know, yeah, well, no, seed, look, huh? I would say that, like, if you're if we're doing it bracket style, yeah, yeah. Freddie was a one seed. He's the number one overall seed for the Sedano horror bracket. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I agree with that. But I would say Jason was a one seed in, like, the, the original uh, Jason. In, oh, in, the, so in the East region or something. And, uh, yeah. you know, Michael Myers was, like, in the South region somewhere. Yeah, and, like Candyman, uh, Leprechaun. Can- Candyman, Leprechaun, those guys are lower down the seeds. I, Who's I, the... Who's the guy that's got the face that's got nails coming out of it? Who's that? Hellraiser. Oh, Hellraiser, oh, Hellraiser was also yeah. a one seed, yeah. yeah. And then I'd say like Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy was oh, like yeah. a strong two seed in one of the other uh, you know regions. Leatherface. What was the name Leatherface, of that movie? Leatherface, thank you. What was the one with like old men, no country for old men or something oh, like that? Oh, that Dude. movie is terrifying. Now that guy, that guy freaked me out. Yeah. That's a horror movie? Yeah. Horror movie. Horror-ish, I would say. Oh, horror adjacent. Horror. Thriller? Thriller maybe? Okay. Yeah. I love Jackson thrillers. Video? No, I love, different, oh. yeah, love me a good thriller. Yeah. Uh, all right, Lynn, go ahead. Okay, so Rudolph Blaze Ingram could be quite the youngest person ever to land a college football offer. The 11-year-old was recently offered a scholarship by Florida A&M. As a 7-year-old, the Tampa native broke the ESPN record for the fastest 100-meter dash in his age group at 13.48 seconds. Fast forward four years to last week, and Blaze yeah. is posting a video with the Florida A&M director of recruiting, making him an offer on Twitter. Is recruiting <laughs> an 11-year-old flat-out crazy? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Uh, I mean, this story would have been more crazy like 10 or 15 years ago, but I feel like we've right. seen this now multiple times, so I would swipe left not as crazy. Um, and look, here's what I would also say. Okay, while we were, it's funny because we were talking about specialization during crosstalk. Mm-hmm. In other countries, there is specialization at a very young age. Like Leonardo, um, or excuse me, Lionel Messi is who I meant oh. to say. Oh. Um, you know, what did he go to? He went to like Barcelona, is like, I don't know, he was like 12 or something like that. Like when he started playing there, you know, yeah. Luka Doncic, we don't have to go that far. We we're just talking about it. Also played at Barcelona, played basketball when he was like a teenager against men. So, like, mm-hmm. it, um, yeah, I mean, none of that is all that surprising anymore. And baseball, you can draft guys from other countries at 16 years old. So That's right. I would say no. Swipe left for me. I'm going to swipe right, though, and here's why. Not because recruiting an 11-year-old kid is now like so far-fetched. I mean, this 11-year-old guy, he might have an NIL deal by tomorrow. Kid. 11-year-old yeah. kid. Yeah. Oh, Not a kid. guy yet. Not right? a dude. Not a guy um, yet at 11. But here's the thing. Here's yeah, the thing. Still a kid, yeah. If you're Florida A&M... Smart idea. Yeah. Get some love for the Rattlers. Right. But the reality is, if my 11-year-old young man decides to commit to Florida A&M today, uh, the likelihood of him going to Florida A&M is like 1 in 20 billion. I mean, if this kid is as great as everybody says he is, by the time he's 17 and he's a senior in high school, he's going to want to go to Alabama or USC. He ain't going to Florida A&M. Well, he didn't commit. him at 11. He didn't commit, at least not yet. He yeah, just, like, he you know, tweeted, like, hey, I got my first offer. Like, he legit gave him an offer. 
Hey, Shout out to thank, Blaze. I want to thank all my coaches. I want to thank my mom and dad. I want to thank my family, all my supporters. Well, listen, I just received my first offer. There was, there was, you know, the, the number one, one of the number one, one or two recruit in the country went to play for Deion Sanders. I was going to say Deion Outlier. Sanders is he's known. Had, no, he's had two of them yeah. now, back to back years. Yeah, he's known for he recruiting. Got, he guys got in the, the kid school. to go to Jackson State, mm-hmm. who was committed originally to Florida State, he was the best defensive player in the country, and then the the second best player behind Arch Manning, uh, Cordlani McLean. Uh, just committed to him at Colorado. Right. But I'm saying, but like Florida A&M, outlier. Sure. The Jackson State thing, complete outlier. There's no way. But I do like the story. If I'm Florida A&M, it's great publicity for us. Yeah, I mean, he's you can't you can't commit that far out because imagine how many coaching changes they're going to go through, you know, between from your 11 until, what is it, 17, 18 when yeah. you start school? Still got a while. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next one. So WWE is in talks with Colorado and Michigan regulators to allow people in those states to bet on the results of scripted matches. Saw this, yeah. <laughs> yes. Their biggest hurdle will be, of course, convincing regulators that there's no chance of the results leaking to the public, which has kind of been an issue in the past when they were on sites like, you know, like DraftKings or Bet Online or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So if it does happen, though, it could alter WWE's creative flow because then it would require scripted results of matches to be locked in months ahead of time. Do you guys think that people should be allowed to bet on the results of WWE matches? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy? Swiping left. Don't think so. Because, look, you know, it's kind of like the Super Bowl. You know how um, they, they, you always can make all these prop bets? Like, how long is the national anthem going to last? Over two minutes, under two minutes. And somebody's in control of that. In the WWE, somebody is in control of the, the end result. So it's not so much to me about leaking it is in as much as like the people who are writing it or making those decisions, what if they go place bets? I don't. I don't like it. I, I think that when the result is, um, when it's when it's known, I don't think you should be able to bet on that. Well, um, I mean that kind of stuff. Those prop bets are allowed. You're allowed to bet on them. I mean they're already there. Um, they're for, limited, super low though. Like they'll be sure. like ten dollar. Like you can't make more than like I don't know, like fifty bucks or something like okay. that. Okay, you could bet on the Oscars though, right? Yeah, yeah, you and can. And that stuff we know who's going to, yeah. like, we don't know, but somebody knows who's yeah. going to win that. I mean, Price, can, Waterhouse, Cooper, or whatever, right? You so, can literally bet on anything. They have, like, yeah. like so I'm okay. Swipe stock right. market and stuff. Like, you know, they can m- manipulate that yeah. totally. Swipe right. I'm in. If that stuff is already being done, then this is no different to me in that, uh, you know, in my opinion. So. Yeah, I'm out on that. I don't want to bet on a wrestling match. And by the way, it's real anyway, so don't even tell me it's scripted. I don't buy that. Yeah, It's scripted, but it doesn't mean that the wrestling is fake. Oh, the wrestling is real. Very real. All right, last one here. About one in six Americans have done some shopping while drunk over the past year, according to a new study. That means that over the last year, about 45 million people in the U.S. have bought something while they were impaired. The average amount each of the people surveyed spent while they were drunk was about $310. Have you guys ever bought something while drunk and then later regretted it? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? So I used to have a tailor who had a full bar at... uh his establishment smart so the answer is yes swipe right i have bought plenty of things what kind of what kind of suits did you buy there i mean some nice suits so i mean i still have them so there's that see my biggest regret is what i buy when i'm drinking which is like late night food like i don't make any ridiculous purchases but i make bad decisions yeah well yeah it's funny you say that cap because when i was in florida for my cousin's wedding a couple weeks ago you know, there's a group of probably like 10 or 15 of us. It's like 2 in the morning. We're all still hanging out in the hotel lobby. 
And someone was like, oh, man, too bad they don't have food here. Where's the closest place to get food from? And we're downtown Fort Lauderdale. So we door dashed a bunch of wings from B-dubs because it was still open. Yeah. And one of my, my dad's friends, his wife called the next morning at like 7 a.m. like, what the heck did you spend $250 on on DoorDash at 3 in the morning? And he was like, I bought wings for everybody. Sorry. Like he couldn't even remember it. So, yeah, we've all been there, I feel like. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, I've done like drunk Amazon shopping. Everyone's done that, I feel like. Right. What'd you buy? I mean, I, I buy a lot of stuff for like my dog, like <laughs> weird dog, like toys and clothes and stuff. And then I'm just like, why did I buy this? So, yeah. I'm on the verge of giving my dog these uh, CBD, um, like little biscuits. I try and chill him out a little bit. Yeah, Those he work. Ta- they he work attacked, well. He attacks everybody. You yeah, know? he needs to chill out. If he, I mean, I would t- try taking him to a trainer first. But... Well, I've taken him to like three trainers. Okay. Nothing worked. Okay. I mean, the CBD does help because, or like melatonin, when my, when my puppy was really small, they make dog melatonin mm-hmm. to help them sleep because, you know, puppies, they say all they do is play and sleep, but I swear Chewy, all he did was play. And so the melatonin helped. But my, my last dog, Sammy, you know, he, he kind of relied on the CBD. I feel like it, it helped prolong his life a little bit. So, yeah, yeah try I'm, him out. I'm trying to hook him up. Try and hook him up with some CBD. Maybe he'll stop attacking bike riders that come by, other dogs, old ladies walking in the neighborhood, pool guy, lawn guy. We just stop trying to bite everybody. <laughs> I mean, why don't you just put like a muzzle on him? Hey, you know, I hadn't thought about that. That's not a bad idea. It's not a terrible idea. You know, they say there's no such thing as bad dogs, just bad owners. Mm. Yeah, but but he's 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 a you know what I know. Once you, in a while, you do get a dog that's just like you know. You, but you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe maybe it is a bad owner. You know, I'm not really the owner. I'm just the caretaker. Yeah, I mean, when you're training a dog, it's like you're training the person. They say because yeah. you have to keep up with it and the reps and all that stuff. And I'm sure, no offense, Cappy, but it sounds like that's not something that's really your jam. You know, well, the dog is. Um, if we say bad owners. I mean, he really is the property of the ex. You know. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Oh. Yeah. So that changes mm. things, doesn't it? No wonder yeah. he bites Rachel. Yeah, you can't just dump him <laughs> off at a trainer and be like, Here Now it all makes sense. Yeah. He it bit does. her in the butt. Yep. He did. Bit her right in the tuchus. She probably sicked him on her. Maybe. Oh. I don't know. I don't know if that happened. Maybe. All right. Any more or is that it? That's it for Radio Tinder. All right. Radio Tinder is done. Brought to you by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere. Fine tequilas are sold. Up your game and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. All right, coming up next, Cappy, you and I are going to talk to our guy, Balake, Blake Harris, our Dodger mm-hmm. insider here mm-hmm. on the show, joins us every Thursday at 545. So we got a lot of stuff to discuss with him. I know Noah Syndergaard was on the bump here recently, and uh, all the young guys you and I were talking about, James Outman and Miguel Vargas, Mookie Betts mentoring uh, Miguel Vargas. We can get to all that stuff uh, with Blake. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Love will keep us together. There you go, uh, Cappy. Uh. You're you're Cappy and Tennille. Hey, unique. Why don't you guys next time you do an Instagram live, you and the boo, why don't you get the boo to rock like uh, you know, the captain's hat? 
Oh, my God. You feel me? I don't know about that. Put it on the top of the fro. What do you think? Hmm. Keep us together uh, forever. They didn't know what you were saying because I was uh, telling them I'm going to send them a piece of audio. Yeah, sorry, Cappy. It's all right. But Laura played it off really well. You didn't know any different. No, no, she did a good job. Really good job. I could see you talking to her, but um, I had no idea she didn't hear me. That was good. Very good job by you, Laura. Thank you. Yeah. I, I'm going to surprise you after we talk to Balake with okay. what piece of audio. Can't wait to hear it. Uh, Balake is here now. Hello, Balake. Hey, how's it going, fellas? How are we doing tonight? Blake Harris is our Dodger insider. You can follow him on Twitter at Blake H. Harris on Twitter. Subscribe to his Substack. He's doing the Lord's work there. Some of the best Dodger stuff you'll find on the internet is there at his Substack. And, of course, his podcast, Inside the Ravine. Award-winning. And if it's not yet and I just made that up, it will be one day. Uh, so there you go. And if not, we'll just give him an award. Well, Maybe you know at the Mandy's. We'll, we'll give him a Mandy. That's there you right. go. Best That's podcast, right. Inside mm-hmm. the Ravine. That's right. So, anyway, Blake... I got a number of things. So I made a plea to Mr. Friedman today, Andrew Friedman, which is they need to play the young guys, okay? I want to see more James Outman. I want to see him not just in the in, in the exhibition season. I want to see him during the regular season. And when Max Muncy's not playing third base, I need to see some Miguel Vargas out there. I think this is the season where you have to try to mix some of that in. Uh, we can kind of discuss that a little further uh, later. But which young guys, in your estimation, need to play? And, I mean, I guess you should start with, do you agree with my opinion? Uh, if not, why not? And which young guys are you liking thus far? Careful, Blake. Don't disagree with him. He gets very upset. <laughs> The guy gets pissed you know, and starts first, yelling at everybody. Not with Blake, because he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, first off, on the next episode of Inside the Ravine, I'm going to open it with George Sedano said this is an award-winning podcast. There you and go. We'll, we'll use that every week. But no, I, I agree with you 100%, George. you got to let the kids play. And I think that was MLB's slogan like a year or two ago, let the kids play. Yeah. The Dodgers have a plethora of talent all across the board, hitting, pitching, you name it. And these are guys that could be rookie of the year contenders. I agree with you, Miguel Vargas. He needs to be con- seeing consistent reps, and I think the Dodgers are going to give that to him. But the one I want to see is James Dalman. He's the guy that you just mentioned. We saw him for one week last year, and he was insane in that one week. He went back down to the minors, hit for the cycle twice in three days. And he's been the Dodgers' best hitter so far this spring. Defensively, he is not quite Cody Ballinger, but he's not a bad consolation prize. And offensively, I mean, he has the potential to be a 30 home run kind of player. So the Dodgers have a number of outfielders that are kind of veterans that I honestly wouldn't be surprised to get more runway to start the season. But like Hayward, you you got to see like Hayward, David Peralta, um, you know, guys that have shown it in the past. But, but who offers you more potential? The young guys. Yeah, I mean, Hayward has deserved, I think he deserves, he's got to get on the 40-man roster first if he hasn't already gotten on there. At least I haven't noticed that, if that's the case. Um, But he's deserving, because he has also played very well of at least being in that mix. But, you know, you got to play for your future. Like, Jason Hayward could be a guy that you basically, you give some spot starts to, and, and, you know, because whatever, like he fills a role. But this guy, Outman, can be your future. 100%. I mean, Jason Hayward, you know, he's had a solid career, but the last couple of years hasn't really offered a whole lot. And he could come out, he can have a decent season for the Dodgers, but his ceiling just isn't all that high. Like with James Outman, sure, maybe James Outman and Jason Hayward have the exact same season numbers-wise, but since we haven't seen it yet, like I mentioned, I mean, there's a reality out there where James Outman can hit 
30 home runs, you know, he can have an OPS of like 900. I don't think you're necessarily going to be getting that with Jason Hayward. So I definitely think, again, a guy like him, he's the, he's the safe choice. But if you're the Dodgers, you've got to battle with the Padres this year. You've got to win the division. You've got to go with the guy that has a chance to win you ball games. And, again, I think that's James Dalvin. Yeah, but, you know, just real quick, back to Hayward for a second. You know, at the start of spring training, Dave Roberts came out and said something to the effect of, you know, Jason Hayward has the lead for being our fourth outfielder. So, like, before spring even started, Dave, it seemed like, had in his mind that Hayward was going to be his guy. And, you know, Freddie Freeman has talked a lot about Jason Hayward. They have a, you know, strong relationship. They played together, et cetera. Um, I mean, just if you could, Blake, how do you see the outfield shaking out? I mean, who are the three guys slash four five if we're going to go that deep? Yeah, so it sounds like Mookie Best, you know, he's going to be your everyday right fielder. But from what it sounds like, he's going to be playing a lot of time at second base. Dave Roberts said he wants to get Mookie Best 40 games at least at second base this season. So there are going to be a number of games where the Dodgers are going to have three outfield spots available. So if I were to guess right now, Mookie Betts will be in right field. And then it's just going to be, you know, mixing and matching who's on the mound. If it's a righty on the mound, you're probably going to see David Peralta out there in left field. You're probably going to see Trace Thompson out there in center field. If it's a lefty on the mound, maybe you get James Outman in, you know, left field. Maybe you get Chris Taylor in center field. So I, I think Outman, Thompson, Hayward, Taylor, unless I'm missing one of these other guys, it looks like those are going to be the guys getting the reps. But, yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be any kind of consistent guys. I, I think it's going to be kind of, you know, one guy gets 20%, one guy gets 20%, one guy maybe gets 25%. So there are going to be a lot of uh, moving musical chairs in that lineup once the season starts. And, Blake. and sadly, by the way, George and Blake, my guy Bradley Zimmer's name doesn't come up here. Uh. He doesn't. His name doesn't I wish come it up. Did, Scott. I know. And the thing is, he, you know, knowing his contract and knowing, you know, when he's got the out. I mean, it looks like he's going to wind up getting sent down to AAA, and he's going to wind up being in the Dodger organization till you know he can get out, which is probably like June first. So, Too bad. I, I was hoping for him because defensively, he would be fantastic out there for the Dodgers. If they had an outfield of Jason Hayward, Bradley Zimmer, and Mookie Betts, that would be the best defensive outfield in all of baseball. The problem is. Um, I don't think he's done much at the plate. I think he did have a base hit today, though. So, hey, it's, it's not too late. There's still, you know, three weeks left of spring training. It's not too late, Scott. We will stay on the Bradley Zimmer train until it uh, crashes hit the station in a few weeks. Now, and Blake Harris with us here on Dodger Insider. Follow him on Twitter at Blake H. Harris. Subscribe to his Substack and, of course, the podcast Inside the Ravine, wherever you get your podcasts. So, look, it's real easy for us here in March to talk about play the young guys, play the young guys, find that balance. But how do you strike that balance between winning and development? Because they clearly still want to win. Yeah, so, I mean, at the end of the day, it just comes down to, first off, who's healthy. So, you know, we've already seen what happened with Gavin Lux, and it's going to allow guys like Miguel Vargas to get more playing time. And I just think that at this point, I mean, there's some other guys like Michael Bush I'd like to see. I don't think he's going to crack the big league roster. And I think there's been some pitchers we've talked about before, like Bobby Miller, Gavin Stone. The good thing with those guys, the Dodgers aren't relying on them just yet to make an impact. They'll come up when, you know, there's an injury or two and the Dodgers desperately need some depth in their, you know, starting a rotation. But when it comes to, you know, like playing James Outman a little more, I think you just got to say, you know what, it's a 162-game season. We just got to be patient and see what happens. Now, this was September. 
and, you know, the Dodgers were up by one game in the division over the Padres, I'd be kind of saying, okay, maybe play Jason Hayward more because he is the veteran. But especially to start the season, I say you throw everything at the table. You mix and match. You test every potential lineup. You put guys in every position imaginable. You see what works. And if it takes you a month to kind of figure out what works best for the team, so be it. Because, you know, again, it's a 162-game season. So I think that's probably the best bet for the Dodgers, at least to start out the season. All right, Blake, we're early in spring still, and guys are leaving for the World Baseball Classic. Um, so other guys are going to get opportunities that may, they may not have gotten. But I'm not watching spring training baseball. I'm not sitting around scouting. I know you're watching a lot more than I am because I'm following you on Twitter. So. Well, I mean, you literally just said you weren't watching any, so he's definitely watching more than you. Well, when you're watching zero yeah, and you watch one, you got me, okay? Um, although I will say last night I turned on the World Baseball Classic, and I do have on right now the um i think it's venezuela playing the mets you know and i think last night i saw a little bit of like the usa team playing the giants so you tell us i mean how how's the the dodgers starting pitching looking thus far or at least scout out what you've seen well uh the good news is guys i know last week we kind of briefly teased this but it looks like clayton kershaw is going to make his spring debut tomorrow um i guess they were just being a little cautious with him so it's going to be exciting to see how he looks Outside of that, I mean, the starting rotation is looking good so far. Julio has looked, you know, as good as advertised. Noah Syndergaard's only made two starts, but he has looked really, really good. I think he's either allowed no hits or he's allowed only one hit. He's looked really effective. Tony Gonsolin apparently got injured somehow the other day. He, like, really hurt his ankle. It actually sounds like he might not even be ready for opening day. Mm -hmm. But the good thing is, George, going back to these young guys we've talked about, Ryan Pepio, who yeah. was a guest on my podcast a couple weeks ago, he has looked fantastic so far this spring. I mean, he's a guy that's, you know, looked really good in the minors so far, but his issue has been walking guys. He has one walk so far in three outings, and if Ryan Pepio is able to keep those walk numbers down, and if he's able to somehow keep a role, this is a guy early on, I could say, can make a case to be rookie of the year if he's able to get enough starts with the Dodgers. That's how good of a starting pitcher I think he can be if he gets these walks down. So if Tony Gonsolin misses a couple starts to begin the year, Dodgers are in pretty good hands with O'Brien Pepio as their fifth starter. All right, 30 seconds here. Who's going to close games? How, how do you believe they'll do it? Uh, it's just going to be who wants to get the ball tonight. I think there are probably going to be five or six guys that get at least eight saves this year, maybe ten. Yancey uh, Almonte, our guy, the guy that we called way back in May and June of last year, he'll see the number. But if I were to guess right now, you know, March 9th, I think Evan Phillips finishes the season with the most saves with a Daniel Hudson right behind him in second place. All right. Hey, Blake, real quick before you go, you're going to join us next Thursday, a week from today, out at Yamava, watch college basketball all day? I heard that. I wish I was, Scott. I know you talked about Yamava being the place to be. If that's the place to be, I'll be at the second place to be. And that is beautiful Las Vegas, where every game is at every bar, every casino. So I won't be at Yamava, but instead I'll be there uh, in spirit, just, you know, in beautiful Las Vegas, uh, betting and losing on every game probably. <laughs> All right, there it is. Blake Harris. Follow him on Twitter, at Blake H. Harris. Subscribe to the Substack, Blake Harris Substack. And, of course, inside the ravine is the pod. Thanks, brother. See you soon. I appreciate you guys. Have a great weekend, and uh, enjoy Yamaha next week for me. Have, have a drink in my honor. All right, there you go. We'll have them on that. All right, coming up next, Cappy, a blessing and a curse. That's what one former teammate says about playing with LeBron. And uh, interestingly enough, someone who uh, may be the Spider-Man meme with him is Aaron Rodgers. There's some news on him. We'll get to all that coming up next.